0: Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and this episode is going to be super juicy, so if you're here for something that's super intellectual and hard-hitting and really just, you know, of higher moral standards and such, this probably isn't the episode for you. Today I'm going to be talking about, uh, I mean, to put it simply, dating... You know, cuffing season, or I guess whatever this is, the end of cuffing season, the woes that comes with being ghosted, uh, the slow fade, which is something I hope to introduce to you guys if you don't know what it is. Um, some people might. It's actually been covered in a lot of articles in some magazines I've seen I did some research and googled to see if this has been used before because my friends and I have been using it off the hook recently this phrase the slow fade and so if you're not sure what that is I'm gonna dive into that too basically this is a tough time of year because you know as the holidays came and went and it's getting you know freezing people are just getting in their feels you know seasonal depression is at its all-time high things are getting kind of emotional and so you know despite the fact that I'm often labeled as, you know, too obsessed with talking about dating, I'm going to do it and I'm just not going to justify myself anymore because it's something that you guys are asking me to talk about, it's something I want to talk about and that's all I'm going to say on that matter. So yes, that's what today's episode is about. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, um, talking to friends and really getting to the the root of the evil that is ghosting and the slow fade and just the reason why he's quote-unquote just not that into you and that sort of thing so we're going to debunk you know whether or not you're being slow faded and what to do when you are how to react really just how to turn your life around so to speak and not dwell in it so much and things like that so that is what today's episode is about um, before I get into the nitty-gritty of things I do just want to say though um I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware of this, but I just actually recently designed Tattoos so temporary tattoos because you guys know I already design normal tattoos I think I have about 30 people walking around in the world with my handwriting on their skin permanently, which is super exciting I hope to do more of it I actually just enlisted the help of an assistant who's gonna come on to my my team I guess you could say in the next few weeks and she's gonna help me Really organize my design account and make sure that i'm not missing any messages from you guys because I know a lot of people are interested in getting my handwriting permanently inked on their skin which is insane I just can't even fathom someone you know caring that much about my handwriting but regardless, you know, that's the imposter syndrome speaking from the depths of my soul. So yes, I actually did recently design some temporary tattoos. If you're not wanting to commit to permanent ink on your skin, I have these really awesome dainty designs that I made in partnership with Inked by Dani. Um, She's a local uh, designer. She makes these tattoos that are temporary that last for um, any given amount of time. These ones particularly are super dainty. They're all of my favorite phrases um, in one pack. You get 12 phrases for $12.99 which is a really great price plus shipping and handling of course. U.S. only unfortunately at the moment um, but if you guys are interested just go to inkedbydanny.com. They're in the new arrivals page I'm pretty sure or you can just go on my Instagram account um, Katie Bilotti, and it's in my bio so just click that link and you'll be able to try them out for yourself. I'm so excited about them. They have the most amazing phrases um, involved and I just I, I felt like it was was a very aspirational Um, or I guess what affirmational that's the word affirmational yeah so like all the words are super positive uplifting um, and things you know phrases that I use all the time and that I would want to get tattooed if I were to get a tattoo which who knows so definitely check out the tattoos I just wanted to subtly plug those in the beginning of this episode because I'm so excited about them and I do plan on making a lot more things this year with my hand lettering and especially now that I'm taking calligraphy courses and I'm getting better at things and learning new skills for that I plan and on also launching a print shop where I can make some prints for you guys you can have in your dorm in your office in your apartment you know on your bathroom mirror wherever you want them so that's definitely in the works as well um, just another fun part of being a freelancer I can really just launch into new projects and try things out and see you know feel it out see what works for me and so the tattoos is the first venture of 2020 and I'm so thrilled about them so check out the tattoos like I said link in my bio actually Also, link it in the show notes of this episode so you guys can check it out. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that first before I get into things and forget to mention it because I so would do that. But yes, Inked by Danny slash or Inked by Danny X Katie Bilotti Designs has created these fabulous tattoos for you. So, okay. Anyway, on with the episode. So, where do I even begin with this topic? I don't know, but I'm just going to pick a moment and go with it. And we're probably going to go backwards and forwards and all over the place because that is just the nature of how I podcast, of course, as you guys know if you've listened for a while. But anyway, so this all kind of started yesterday, um, or the idea for this episode at least started yesterday because I was on my friend Sienna's podcast. I love guest starring on people's podcasts and just, you know, being, of course, asked questions that I never really think about or really just kind of like unlock little things here and there because people have obviously different podcasting styles and so I just love being a podcast guest it's so great and eventually I do I, I keep saying this I do maybe in the future want to have guests on my my podcast um I'm honestly just lazy and I prefer just talking myself because you know it's easier and I can do it whenever I want to but I digress. So, I was on her podcast yesterday and she was asking me a bunch of questions, of course, you know, higher up questions about like what I do um, and, you know, how I work in New York and freelancing and stuff. But she also asked me a bunch of questions about dating in New York and just dating in general post grad because a lot of her followers are in college and she's a bit younger than me. Um, But okay some background this is Sienna Mirabella's podcast I'm not sure if you guys know when I say Sienna who I'm talking about but she's on Instagram on YouTube I love following her she's such a unique aesthetic to everything she does and we've been friends for a really long time we've actually been like kind of mutually hyping each other up for the past like 10 years I'd say on the internet so yeah she's a longtime friend of mine asked me to be on her podcast she just recently started a solo podcast it's called Honey Soleil um, and I'm so excited for it to launch I'm actually her first guest on the on the podcast which is so incredible I can't believe that of everyone like she picked me to be her first guest that's so special so anyway so that's coming out probably in the next week and that will dive deeper into everything I'm talking about today but so she initially was the one that was talking to me about you know ghosting and just everything about that and I was like, you know, thinking about it during the podcast, and kind of, she was asking me questions, and I was like, wait a second, I never really thought about it like that, etc. So from there, you know, it kind of unlocked a few different themes, you know, in the whole realm of things, and then after that, you know, I kind of just was going about my day yesterday, you know, just living, loving, doing things, and my phone charger broke. This is just like the You know sequence of events of yesterday my phone charger this is like the third charger that's just like broken and I've done nothing wrong it just like doesn't work and luckily it was like 6 p.m. when I noticed that it wasn't working so I had time to run to the Apple store which is actually pretty close there's one in Soho which is pretty close to me so I was like okay I guess this is probably like the the universe telling me I need to close my computer and take a walk so I went out grabbed a phone charger from Apple and as I was walking through Soho, which I love walking through Soho, it's just like the best place to walk through. I, eventually, someday when I suddenly, you know, strike it rich and become super wealthy—just kidding—we'll see. Um, I want to live in Soho because the apartments there are just unreal guys like if you ever want to if you're ever bored and just like want to look at a really nice apartment look on street easy in soho they're insane but i just love walking through soho so i took the long way home was just walking and i saw guys so many discarded christmas trees on the sidewalk i'm sure if any of you guys live in any city or even in like a suburban neighborhood you'll see just christmas trees everywhere like piled on top of each other just discarded like the trash you know and I was thinking and this is just probably me being super symbolic and just overthinking about everything like nothing goes unnoticed nothing like passes me by it's just I always have to analyze everything of course so I see these Christmas trees stacked on the sidewalk and I was thinking you know as I was walking about the podcast previously that I recorded and I was like you know what like So, Christmas trees, like, okay, cuffing season is like when it's cold, right? When it starts getting cold, people are like, oh my gosh, I need to have a man to keep me warm in the winter. I need love, whatever. It's just like clockwork, it just happens. And so, cuffing season kind of happens at the beginning of the holiday season, I guess, kind of like. November around that time of year and around the same time that that's all happening we're all getting in the holiday spirit we're getting super excited about Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's and all that stuff and so you know if you celebrate Christmas this is just from personal experience because I am I celebrate Christmas, (laughs) so I didn't get a Christmas tree from my apartment because I just, I don't know, I didn't get one. I don't know how that passed me by. I just didn't think about it. I didn't really decorate this year, but my family did at home, of course. But Christmas trees, you get them around like, I don't know, November or so and you're so excited about the Christmas tree when you first get it. It's like everyone's posting pictures of their Christmas tree, like showing off their their decor, their Christmas decor, or if you're a Hanukkah celebrator, a Hanukkah celebrator, why did I say it like that? If you celebrate Hanukkah or any other holiday, you know, when you like decorate and you get in the spirit of things and you're super festive and you have your gift exchanges and whatever, we're super excited about the Christmas tree and about the time of year and you know, I think about it, like, if you celebrate Christmas, you're photographing this Christmas tree, you're putting it on your Instagram story, you're showing everyone that you're so obsessed with the Christmas tree, you're giving it so much love and so much attention, and then, you know, as the month starts to go on and, you know, Christmas approaches, it's like, okay, the Christmas tree is just kind of there. Like, you give it attention, you kind of go and look at it for a little bit every once in a while, but, you know, it's just kind of there in the background, it kind of fades into the background. You occasionally, when you have people over, they're like, oh, look at your tree, it's so cute, and like, you really, like, you talk about the tree, and then you don't really talk about the tree and then of course Christmas comes you're super excited about the Christmas tree Christmas Eve put the gifts under whatever and then you know a few days after that you're like all right it's time to get rid of this tree and you're like okay we got to get back in the swing of things work is starting again like we got to get rid of this tree throw it out on the curb get rid of it for good we liked it while we had it it was fine to like you know appreciate every once in a while post it on our Instagram story whatever and now it's like okay out with yesterday's trash type of thing and when I was passing these Christmas trees on the street in Soho just like collecting like grossness on top of them I was just thinking about how in dating a lot of times especially when we're strung along in a relationship or I wouldn't even call it a relationship like an almost relationship or you know you go on a couple dates and you felt like you feel like you're being strung along a little bit you're not sure how they're feeling you're not sure if this was a one-time thing you know just any kind of one of those sort of relationships where it's like you just don't really know what's going on and you feel like they aren't as into it as they once were or as they are as you want them to be or something like that it almost feels like you're a discarded christmas tree when you're finally ghosted for the last time or you know it's finally over and then you look back on all those like fond memories that you had during the time that you you were the, the coveted christmas tree the one that everyone wanted to take a picture in front of and you loved you know the tree like okay This is like probably super just, you guys are like, what the heck, Katie? How did you get this from a discarded Christmas tree on the side of the road? But we slow fade Christmas trees. And yes, they are inanimate objects, (laughs) you know, dead trees that we have in our apartments and in our homes that we decorate. But they are things that we slow fade. We throw them to the curb when we're done and, you know, we appreciate them for a little bit of time and then they start to get old and then they're gone. And yeah it's a quiet goodbye they litter the streets people pass by them without even knowing the full extent of their lifetime and where they came from and what you know what I mean whatever so the slow fade via reddit because I needed to find some sort of definition for what the slow fade is that I could tell you guys so of course reddit is where I go I love reddit I love reading the threads I like fall into a deep hole of reading reddit threads all the time Um, but reddit says the slow fade leaves you on the hook for weeks or even months and you often don't know for sure if they're losing interest or genuinely just busy. Asking about the diminished contact can make you feel clingy and insecure and the only way to know what's actually going on is to wait for them to eventually cut you off completely. And personally, I think that ghosting is way better than the slow fade. The slow fade is just cruel. It's like, you are just keeping me on the back burner if you need me, but you won't probably need me. It's like, I'm your backup plan. I'm your booty call if the first person doesn't come through. I'm your, like, you know there's someone better out there, but for now, you know, that sort of thing. And it it gets to the point where it's just excruciating because you're constantly making excuses for the other person as to why they haven't reached out or you feel like you should be reaching out and then they finally give you a little bit of interest, like a little, like even a hint of interest again, and you're like, oh my gosh, that just made my day. Like that is just, it's excruciating. That's like the only word I can really use to describe it. And the difference between ghosting and slow fade is just kind of the nature of how long it takes for it to be over. I think slow fade kind of it, it ends in a ghost ultimately, but ghosting itself is kind of just like an abrupt end after you know, one date or after a few texts or something. I think it's, it's that's kind of the differentiation in my mind. But people on the thread, of course, in Reddit had a lot to say about this because it's something that happens to a lot of people. I'm not the only one, I'm sure. And people commented saying, um, someone actually replied saying there's a simple alternative that decent people use. It's called honest communication. And I fully, when I read this, laughed out loud because I just don't even think there's such a thing as honest communication anymore or like it's not a norm at least. There's some decent people of course still left in the world but for the most part it's, you're never gonna see someone text you be like, I mean, okay, once in a blue moon, maybe you've experienced a decent person here and there but for the most part, no one's gonna be like, hey, so it's been fun texting you and hooking up with you for the past few months but um, I'm just not that into you. No one delivers that text because either they don't want to be that guy or they just don't want to you know have to say it because they don't have to that's the thing like they can get away with not saying it and kind of always having you as an option later down the road if they want to randomly pop back into your life or they just don't feel like they like it deserves that because you you weren't actually dating for the most part it's usually when it's like just a flirtationship or a couple of dates and not like a serious thing it's not a breakup it's just like you just stop communicating altogether and people think that they're not a bad person by just not communicating because you know in this age of communication and just increased communication when there's so many different ways you can communicate now you'd think people would be better at it than they are or just I guess a little bit more courteous than they are because the truth of the matter is they're not like I speak from experience because I have recently been slow faded and so have three of my friends we've been talking about it recently it could just be like the nature of like the time it's you know I guess cuffing season is about to end I guess in a few months or a couple months I don't really know the actual time frame of cuffing season I always just think it's like the cold season um and it's it's actually going to be 60 degrees in New York this weekend which is terrifying global warming is at an all-time high it's terrifying but yeah so people were also commenting things like I always test if they will initiate texts and that's someone's like surefire way to see if they're being slow faded like if they initiate the text like the other person does you know 50 50 half the time which is what it probably should be then you're good but if not if you're the one always reaching out and always you know asking what they're doing and stuff like that's a red flag and I kind of agree with that so but I mean at the end of the day guys like being a decent person should not be seen as like turn on or a positive it should just be a given it should be something that you do I'm thinking about it like a base model of something like when you buy a base model of a computer that you don't have any plugins and you know installed on or just something that like when it comes it should Every prototype, like every human being that is produced should just come with human decency. That's not the case. We know that. We know that in many ways, not even just in the dating sphere of things. Some people are not decent people. But you should not look at someone and be like, oh my gosh, they texted me. Like like that should not be the thing that's going, that they have going for them. You know what I mean? Everyone should just be decent, but they aren't. And so the slow fade it's shitty, it's the worst, and I mean, a lot of people kind of go through this period of denial where they think, oh, they're just busy, oh, they're just X, Y, and Z, and over the holidays, it was easy to do this because people are with their families for the most part, people are out of town, and so of course, their focus is not always on you, it's on the holidays and on what they're doing with their families and stuff, and so people have a tendency, myself included, to just be like, oh, they're with their families, like, they'll text me when they're back in the city, whatever. And that's how I was with this one person I was seeing recently for the past probably month or so. We've been talking and going on dates and stuff. And then it just became, it it came down to I could just feel the interest like moving away from me. You know what I mean? It was like an energy that I felt kind of just retreating almost and I know this because when we had initially started you know going on dates and like he was setting up dates we were planning on things he was texting me just really quickly for the most part and then also like he would initiate like when I would be the one to text last or something he would text me the next day it was just like one of those like exchanges where it felt very 50 50 and flirty and whatever and then it slowly just became like me having to reach out and making sure that like we're still on for our date or like you know our house you know what I mean just like I could just feel his interest wavering and it was just it it felt it made me feel really insecure and it's, I'm still insecure about it, and I still wonder, you know, if he'll text me, and I still wonder if, if he does, I'll, if I'll respond, or if I should, and I probably shouldn't, because I know where his interest is, and it's, it's been two weeks since we've talked, because I've initiated the last two conversations before that, and I was like, this is just exhausting, and so, I would say that the biggest signs that you're being slow faded, number one, they take longer to reply than they used to. Some people are just bad at texting and that's fine. But like if in comparison to how they used to text you, they text you less, they text you less frequently and with less enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is for, you know, for a long period of time, that's a red flag. And number two, if you're always initiating the conversation and from there it totally falls flat, like you'll know what it you know what it feels like for a conversation just completely fall flat after you start it and for them to feel like they they feel obligated to text you back and not because they want to I hate that we're even discussing like texting at great lengths because I hate texting so much like I would just much prefer you know make plans and see the person but like of course texting is how we do it these days and that's something that probably won't change for a long time so and then the third thing is just your gut you know your heart knows the way your heart knows what's going on and sometimes we just have a really hard time admitting to ourselves because we obviously we're trying every day to value ourselves more and you know I'm trying to love myself more and more every day and so by doing that we kind of set up this this like kind of safety wall of sorts where we we want to protect ourselves from bad news and protect ourselves from things that just bring negativity which of course rejection brings a lot of negativity into our lives and causes us to really criticize ourselves deeper than we ever would if if the guy just texted us back or seemed interested of course you know we're we're not on that high anymore and i've talked about it before it's like this you get that dopamine when you get the text back and when you don't get the text back or you feel like he's retracting you know and retreating rather away from you 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 don't get the dopamine if anything you get just a shot of of you feel like you failed, I guess. All right, guys, so I'm gonna take a quick little break to talk about something a little bit happier, and that is my shiny, good-smelling hair because, guys, I have gone through a total hair revamp, and it is all thanks to today's episode sponsor, Pros. Uh, Not gonna lie, I've been like obsessively smelling my hair recently, and it's because my hair just smells so good because of their shampoo and conditioner and the hair mask and all the products that they have that I've been using the past few weeks. I am just obsessed. Basically, Prose creates customized hair care Hair products for people, not hair types, so they really focus on you and your needs, your lifestyle changes, your seasonal changes, things like that, and you'll just never have to compromise on healthy hair goals with pros because every product's formula is made with you in mind. You basically go through this consultation where they create a custom shampoo and conditioner based on your personal hair analysis and their algorithm. so their online consultation dives into every conceivable factor that affects your health, you know, where you're from, what you experience on a daily basis, your diet, things like that it really goes deep to figure out what shampoo conditioner and other hair products will help you and I fully have noticed a difference in my hair my hair is shiny in the winter the dead of winter that never happens so I truly do love using pros I also just love how they look in my shower they look so pretty they have my name on them and they come with these little pumps it just looks so nice in my little shower caddy so that's obviously a plus as well because I care about those sort of things and how my shower looks but overall the ingredients in my products that they designed for me are just so great there's apple vinegar and caviar lime that basically just makes my hair look really shiny and not so dull and lackluster which it often does in the winter time um, there's also a lot of other ingredients that they show you on a really nice page on their website so you can see exactly what's in your product. green tea water which moisturizes the scalp because my scalp is always just dry and crusty and no one wants that so I love my little blend that they came up with for me and I hope you guys will try out pros as well they're also clean and responsible beauty so their formulas are so sustainably sourced and cruelty-free, which is important. And if you're vegan or gluten-free, they can accommodate that as well. Not to mention if you're not happy, they'll take it back, which is really great. I just love everything they stand for, love Pros. And of course, if you guys wanna get started today, I have a little discount for you so you can get started with a little bit less guilt. You'll get 20% off of your order so you can get started and see if you like it. So to use my discount, all you have to do is go to pros.com, that's P-R-O-S-E.com slash Katie, K-A-T-Y for a free consult 20% off of your order so you can try it out see if you like it get a blend that's just perfect for you and go from there and have really nice hair so hair goals for 2020 huge huge goal for me so I hope you guys will try it out and thank you to pros for sponsoring this episode of thick and thin alrighty so you're being so faded you were ghosted any of those sort of things where you're just kind of wallowing in self-pity at this point and you don't know what to do This is where the conversation is turning in this podcast where I'm going to just shoot you with a lot of positivity because that's what we need right now when we're dealing with things like this. I have a few friends that are also dealing with similar situations right now. I don't know if it's just the nature of the timing and stuff, but we're all dealing with it and it's so nice to be able to lean on each other. So of course, lean on your friends. Like, you know, don't feel like you're a burden by, you know, I feel like sometimes when I'm talking or I'm, I'm kind of complaining about the same things over and over. I feel like my friends are getting tired of me complaining about this and they always kind of say the same things. But, you know, they'll understand because, I mean, that's a friendship. Your friends are supposed to be there for you in that state and whatever. So anyway, I always lean on my friends, of course. But there's other things you can do to kind of snap yourself out of it. I feel very much like I'm in a trance. Like I'm kind of in another, like, realm when I'm getting really down on myself. Like I really get into these moments where I just feel like the world is crashing down and I feel like... Like there's just nothing that can save me, and then I realize, like, oh my gosh, I'm being ridiculous. This is just one failed attempt at romance. I tried. I did everything I could. It wasn't my fault. Like, can I somehow get my... Like, where is where is my life raft? Like, or life jacket that, or whatever that metaphor is. Like, I need to get out of this this feeling. And so, you know, I think that it's important to remember that you got to stop making excuses for that person. Stop convincing yourself that they're busy remember that scene okay like I keep talking about this I've mentioned it a few times in episodes but that scene from he's just not that into you the Jennifer Goodwin situation where she's like you know saying like oh like he'll call he'll call whatever like you know and she's like freaking out over this guy that she met once just because she wants it to work and like she when, when the guy forgot his you know his, his pen that wasn't actually his pen and she's just like really forcing it you know stop forcing it okay it's not going to work. It's fine. It's not a reflection of you. I think that's the biggest, you know, tendency that we have. It's like we always just think that everything is directly correlated to us. And the reason why it didn't work was because of us. Either we scared him off by being too honest. That's always my thing. I feel like I reveal too much too quickly. I feel like I, I kind of just... I'm too much and that's always my criticism of myself in dating I just feel like I, I need to be more of a chill girl and not just be so not that I'm like emotional but just I need to stop it just you know confessing too much and just giving them too much of me too quickly because I feel like it overwhelms them you know but that should never overwhelm someone like that should never be for the right person that should never be A turnoff it should be great that you feel like you can open up because I would rather that like in a personal sense of like if I'm going on dates with someone I'd rather them be super honest with me and you know talk to me about deeper things than just their fraternity in college and like super superficial things like you know money and stuff like that like I'd love for them to just like talk to me about the things they care about and like what they do and that should never be a turnoff and so you know, if it is for someone else, that's clearly not going to work anyway. And honestly, it's kind of a blessing. I know people say this and people are like, like how on earth is this a blessing? It is tearing me apart. But truly like if they distance themselves from you and if they kind of cut you off, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's better that it's happening now than if you're actually dating this person and calling this person your boyfriend and they're being wishy-washy while you're actually dating. Like, I think that is so much worse. I mean, maybe it isn't. I'm not really I haven't really had a lot of experience with someone like slow fading me during a relationship it's always like in the beginning stages of like a maybe relationship but still I feel like it's good that you're seeing their true colors now and I mean the only thing you can do is just move forward and you know pledge to not text them when you're drunk when you know you're lonely don't reach out to them reach out to your friends reach out to you know you have a lot of support and I don't think you know that you do but you do have a lot of support and I also think it's important just to keep yourself busy. You know, do something you've never done before. Try something new seriously. Like, don't just make excuses about it. Like, try something new. Start a journal. That's probably the biggest piece of advice I have for you: is to just get some supplies, make it something your own. That's your own because that's the most exciting thing for me, at least. Like, I always just crack open open my journal and just like let it let it rip. Um, and you know, if this is happening to a friend of yours be the one that delivers a tough love to them. I think that's super important with my friends that are going through this too. Like I kind of, I I give them advice that I so desperately need to hear and I, I try my best to take that advice that I'm giving to them because a lot of times you're gonna give better advice to other people than you do to yourself because it's easy to just tell yourself that like, oh, it's all my fault, I did it again, it's all my fault and that is your justification for why it happened. But when you're talking to your friends who you love and admire so much, Like, of course, you're not going to say that to them because it's not true. It's not their fault, you know, and it's a lot easier to deliver hurtful things to yourself, of course. So, yeah, that's how I see it that way. But I think for me, the biggest issue that I run into is just asking myself why over and over again. I was looking through text this morning of... Uh, me and a friend and we were talking about kind of getting to the root of this whole thing because I'm one of those people I just can't let it go I have to question and ask why so many times even if it was something that like even if I wasn't even fully into it like you know I could even find myself as someone better I'm still so offended that they would do that to me and I'm like okay why like (laughs) for the most part it's like I'm just asking that one question over and over again and to be honest I think there's a few reasons I think that I mean it's because they can I guess and maybe they've gotten away with it in the past too and they just they can and it could just be they realize that you're not right for them or that they don't want a relationship and I when I you know I'm going on dates and stuff I think I make it pretty clear that I'm looking for something serious you know I I usually am just i guess it's probably just something about my demeanor and how i carry myself and the decisions that i make in the flirtationship like i'm obviously trying to exude like i want something remotely serious maybe not like we're gonna get married but like I don't want just a one-time thing. I don't want a one-night stand. That's not what I go after typically. No, you know, if you do that, that's fine. And that's if that's what you want, that's fine. But for me, like on all the dating apps I'm on, it always says, like if it's an option, like on Bumble, you can say what you're looking for. And I always say, I'm looking for a relationship. I've noticed a lot of guys on Bumble in New York say they're looking for something casual. And I hope that when people meet me, they think or they don't think that that's really what I'm looking for. Because something casual to me kind of communicates like, you know something with no strings attached and that's not what i want but you know some guys just aren't looking for that especially at this phase of life we have to remember that as as women we develop you know scientifically we develop earlier on in life than guys do and so you know sometimes i remind myself that at 24 a lot of guys my own age you know at 24 or even a year younger a year older whatever in this kind of age range they're not always looking for something serious, especially living in New York and they're working these jobs that give them big dick energy. They're like, oh, I can, I can do this. I can go on a different date every day of the week with a different girl and kiss all these different girls and you know, and I I have so much choice, that's another thing, it's like in New York, I feel like guys have a lot of choices, I mean, they also do have really demanding jobs for the most part, a lot of guys here that I'm at least dating have demanding jobs, and they have a lot, a lot of factors and a lot of things, and they, they don't want something serious, I'm not trying to like justify their actions, because they're not justified at all, it's just a shitty thing to be ghosted or strung along, but like that's A lot of times why they do it and my friend Shay said it she was like it's because they can (laughs) you know and they don't have to be decent people they don't have to because they're they're still getting laid without being a decent person and they're still going on dates with people like you and so there's a million other people like you and that sucks to hear and it sucks to really internalize that but you know when it comes down to it they're saving you from the effort of putting an effort on the wrong person basically they're they're kind of saving you for the next person that's going to come along that actually is right for you and I hate saying these sort of statements because they're so cliche but they're so true it's something that I just dismiss and I want like a clear-cut reason I want them to say you're not pretty enough I want them to say you know but like of course they're not going to say that to your face and a lot of times they don't even mean that that's not even true they probably think that you are you know, pretty enough or whatever but it's just like they can get a dozen other girls that are just as pretty as you and have variety and not have to commit to any one of us you know like if they're gonna string along you like who's to say they're not stringing along someone else also and believe me you're, you dodge a bullet when it happens it doesn't feel like it believe me I know I'm feeling it right now it doesn't feel like you dodged a bullet it feels like you are rejected for a number of reasons that you're manufacturing in your head but you are dodging a bullet when they do it. So guys I want to paint a little picture for you guys. Imagine this beautiful girl. She's a Golden Globe nominee, a winner of four prestigious film awards. She has 18 million followers on Instagram. Her net worth is 8 million and she was still ghosted. Her name is Lily Collins. Okay Lily Collins who is one of my Idols. like I've loved her from a very young age I've always aspired to be like her look like her when I was really battling um, just a lot of insecurities over my super fair skin and dark hair and my really thick eyebrows as a kid I would always look at her and be like well she is considered beautiful I think she's beautiful and so you know I can see myself that way too like she really gave me a lot of courage and hope and I've always looked up to her and her the way she you know portrays herself on social media and in, in the roles that she plays and whatever so I, I've loved her for so long and so I was shocked to see or read an article where she was saying that she's gotten ghosted and I have a quote here she said I've been ghosted more times than I care to admit. There are times when I've been on dates and thought I had a great time, we had a great time, and then I've never heard from the guy again. And I was shocked that she said that. Like, Lily Collins is just so insanely successful. She's beautiful. She's just, I can't imagine someone ghosting Lily Collins. So if you're ever feeling down on yourself, know that you are definitely not the only one. It happens to famous people. It happens to real people or not to say famous people aren't real people, but you know what I mean? It happens to a lot of people. So don't feel like you're alone in it at all. Um, And there's this quote from Liam Neeson that I found that I was just super drawn to. Um, He says, everyone says love hurts, but that's not true. Loneliness hurts. Rejection hurts. Losing someone hurts. Envy hurts. Everyone gets these things confused with love, but in reality, love is the only thing in this world that covers up all the pain and makes someone wonderful again. Love is the only thing in this world that does not hurt. So when you're thinking like, oh, you know, I'm being strung along. I know I'm being strung along. It really hurts my feelings. But of course, when they text me again after weeks of not texting me and, you know, ask me to come over, I'm going to do it because, you know, I want it not to hurt. I want them to redeem themselves, whatever. I mean, I don't know how to say it, but like, don't do it because truly you would not be hurting this much. You would not be having so much doubt and self-doubt and all of these just shooken up feelings that just aren't very pretty. You would not be experiencing all these things if they actually loved you or if it actually was love. And you, you got to stop confusing this, whatever this is, this, this slow fade, the the action of a slow fade with love because it's not even remotely close. You would not have so much doubt. Like if it was real, you would not have so many questions. And I mean, it's easy to fall into it because you just want it to work. You just, you have so much hope, you have optimism. And so you just got to keep trying and keep learning with different people that don't make you so confused and don't hurt you. And you also do have to forgive yourself for a lot of you know different reasons I always think that you know I have so much wasted time involved with these things and I'm like you know how could I be so stupid and I almost kind of shut myself out of trying new things or trying new people and going on new dates after that because I feel like I just gave so much energy and time to someone that clearly shut me down and I don't want it to happen again but you got to forgive yourself for not I mean Maya Angelo says this great she says um, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it so now you know this person is not right. So, you know, forgive yourself for not knowing that they weren't right when you started things out with them. How are you supposed to know on the first date? Like I always think like, oh, I just wish I didn't even go on that first date. I wish I didn't even start talking to this person, like I wish I never knew them. But you know, you gotta forgive yourself for not knowing that you were walking into a trap or like something that wasn't true because you didn't know that. But now you do. So, you know, ingrain that in your head and remember this you know, you learned from this, you you got stronger because of it, and just kind of let it roll off you and forget about it, or don't forget about it fully, but just like don't think about it all the time, don't obsess over it, because we truly do become what we think about, you know, the most is what we are as a person, and do you want to be, you know, this toxic experience, like that's not you, and so There's also this quote I wanted to say from Albert Einstein. He says, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. So yeah, humans are stupid. Men, stupid. I don't even want to say men. Boys, boys, stupid. They don't know what they're missing. And I hope years down the line, they're going to see you absolutely kicking ass and killing it out there. And they're going to call you and you're going to be like, sorry, I'm you know, either busy taking on the world or I'm with someone else and you had your chance. Like I really hope like selfishly that guys someday, the the ones that have wronged me in my life will look back or look at me hopefully doing amazing things for myself and for the world and be like, darn, I could have had that, but I was playing, (laughs) you know? So we keep trying, we keep learning. The world, honestly, guys, it needs kindness right now. The world is is going to shit as we know it like global warming the fires in Australia just human decency is lost people have lost communication skills people have lost just the knowledge of of what is right and what is wrong and what is kind and what is cruel and so the world needs more than ever your kindness it needs your goodness So be angry for this moment. Be angry for as long as you need to be angry before it gets a little bit overkill (laughs) and let it just completely just like wash over you like a tidal wave and be done with it. Let it roll off your back and off back into the depths of the ocean and be done. Be kinder to the world than it was to you. Like that's always something that when I'm having a bad day, I think about. It's like, yes, this world is shitty sometimes. Yes, things are just really Un, like they're inexplainably cruel sometimes and you just can't come up with a concrete reason as to why things are bad sometimes, but they are. And we can't control that, but we can control how we how we react to things and how long we dwell in things. and we fully have control over those things. And so we should take what we have control with and really, you know, make them benefit us and benefit the world. So like I said, if you're really just down on yourself in this moment of being ghosted or being, you know, slow faded, take up a new hobby, try something new, just go on a little trip, I don't know, go to a new restaurant with your friends, take a cooking class, a number of things that you can do, there are things, there are ways to find hope again, and yes, it's gonna creep into your mind in the middle of the night, and when you don't want it to, or when you see somewhere that you wanted a date with the guy, like, I I walk by this place every freaking day that we went on our first date, And it just it always just brings it right back into my head. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to that place with my friends for drinks one night and have the memory just completely be, you know, whited out by the fun we're going to have. I've I've already decided it's happening when I'm back. I'm actually going on a little trip this weekend back to college to visit my friend's little sister and a few of her or my old friends that are still there. And so when I'm back next week, we're going to that restaurant and we're going to just completely take it by storm and I'm going to forget all about, you know, I'm not going to associate it with that date anymore and that guy that just, you know, whatever. I don't know what he's doing or why he did it. I never will. And that's okay. And I can move on. And I'm going to continue to move on. I'm going to continue to make mistakes. I'm going to continue to talk about them on the internet with you guys. And life will go on. And I'm doing great things. And that is all I can focus on. All right, guys. So that's it for this episode. I hope this was some food for thought for you and maybe helps you if you're going through this in this given moment or if you ever will, you can look back on this episode and listen to it as some you know, peace of mind and just hopefully something good came from this, me dwelling on this topic for 45 minutes. Um, but yeah. So So that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you guys want to check out my temporary tattoos, there's a link in my Instagram bio and also on the show notes of this episode. So definitely check out those temporary tattoos with Inked by Danny. And I'm super excited for next week's episode. I hope to have a little recap of my time back at Elon where I went to school. I always get a lot of feels when I'm there. So I hope to have a really great episode for you guys next week. And I'm actually hoping to continuously put out episodes on Thursdays from now on for 2021 at least i'm gonna try for thursdays thick and thin thursdays make a hashtag out of it maybe make a facebook group for some chats who knows um but yeah stay tuned for some new stuff next week and i will talk to you guys all later bye